Oh, hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Megavision Show. Sorry, I had to try and do something slightly spooky. Um, <laughs> that just sounded really uncomfortable, but let's keep going. It's hilarious. Okay, yeah, good. Um, uh, yeah, welcome spooky. to the latest episode of the Megavision Show. Today is October the 22nd, 2021. And joining me this week, I've just realised I should have already done a Halloween-themed song, but fuck it. Um, we'll do it live. Uh, no, uh, last Last night, he dreamt of San Pedro. Just like he'd never gone, he knew the song. A young boy with eyes like the desert. It all seems like yesterday, not far away. It's Chris Powell! That yeah. was spooky enough for me. Oh, good. Was- Excellent. Yeah, hopefully it's chilling. Chilling. Frightening. Um, as always... Chill. We've got a great show for you. We've got news of Paprium. Uh, if you don't know it, the indie sort of Genesis Mega Drive scrolling brawler is getting a new Kickstarter campaign. Whoa. And very, very scary indeed. We've got the best Grand Theft Auto games are getting a remake. Aha! And could Sega be to blame for the Switch's... A Switch? Sorry, I've got... A, I've screwed up this whole intro. Never mind. Could Sega be to blame for the Switch's online expansions at high price? Whew. Uh, we'll find out later. And uh, yeah, but before we get started with the games and stuff, have we got any magazine news and updates, Chris? What have we got? We do. Here? We do have some magazine updates. So uh, as everyone knows, issue one is done. Uh, we're still waiting on the issues to get back from the printer. Is That's where we're at right now. Uh, so the update I can give is uh, we got an email uh, yesterday uh, or the day before somewhere, uh, but the printer let us know that they had some shipping delays or, or actually printing delays on their end with okay. some of their uh, some of their projects because the way they do it is they basically put orders in a queue uh, and and you know they kind of try to keep that on schedule but for whatever reason uh, they were behind schedule at the moment which meant that the publishing and printing of Megavision issue one is also pushed back a little bit to. Uh, October 26th is now the estimated dispatch date on when it should ship from our printer to us. And then we can then get those out the door. So at that okay. point, it's probably going to be an additional uh, couple days because uh, I believe it's about a two-day turnaround on shipping from uh, their offices. Uh, so but as soon as we get those, we're going to ship those out. Um, I'm waiting. We got everything ready to go in the office uh, to ship these out. We're just basically waiting uh, on the copies to come in. So as soon as we get those, uh, they're immediately going to start getting shipped out to all the patrons. Uh, and then uh, once we get that completed, we're going to turn our attention to get getting the, the product uh, page on the website, rocking and rolling. That way people can order them off the website and then we'll be good. And then we're going to turn in our attention, our full attention to issue two, Sweet. Uh, which We'll have some news on issue two very soon, uh, actually. So Ooh. we're uh, we're firming up. We're already starting production, and a lot of work's actually already gone into issue two. Um, and so we'll be sharing more about that as we go. But I just want to give you that that quick uh, issue one uh, shipping update. Um, just push back a little bit. So hoping that we'll get them in about October twenty seventh or twenty eighth. Lovely stuff. Okay, yeah, that's uh, sad to hear, but. Good, good update. That's that's handy. Yeah, nice. Yeah. All right. Yes. Awesome, Chris, buddy. 
Me. How's it going? What? Good, 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 good. I didn't know you were talking to me. I didn't know who you were talking to. <laughs> so you're the only one here. Who else are going to talk to? Um, but yeah, so we'll crack on with the show. Uh, Chris, as always, let's kick off with what we've been up to during this week. Um, what have you been up to, dude? What's going on? Oh, so as I told you earlier, I, uh, I've been cleaning out the, the Megavision studios, uh, getting <laughs> everything moved in there, uh, and, and I've been unpacking some stuff. And I found something really cool that I thought maybe the chat and maybe our listeners would mm. kind of cool, uh, be interested in seeing and listening to us talk about. So this, what I'm holding, is uh, the Coleco Chameleon uh, guide, essentially, for Toy Fair uh, in 2016. Uh, if you remember the Coleco Chameleon, that was that kind of, uh, I guess it was a vaporware system that Mike Kennedy was... Uh, was behind and Mike Kennedy was also the same guy who uh, was behind uh, the retro magazine uh, that I did have some affiliation uh, with at some point. Okay. Um, and he also had game gavel. And so he spun another company out and was going to do the Coleco chameleon. And so Marson and I, we actually went to the toy fair in 2016 and we were there on the show floor playing the chameleon uh, that they had on on display on the show floor, and we played it for a long time. Come to find out that it really actually wasn't a, a chameleon; it was like a, a SNES mini uh, inside of a, uh, the shell there. Oh. So, uh, but it's just a, it's 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 such a, a strange story. But this is yeah. really cool because uh, let me see if I can hold it up. It's it says uh, it has a whole page introducing the Coleco chameleon because. Um, what this is for too is like they're trying to get uh, like buyers, um, toy buyers and stuff to to buy this thing at the toy fair. And so you know, as the people are coming up, they have all this information about the chameleon uh, and some of the other Coleco products because this was actually a whole Coleco booth. It wasn't just for the chameleon there uh, because ColecoVision. Uh, or the Coleco company is actually still in operation, yeah. and all all that Mike Kennedy was doing was was essentially licensing, uh, at least from how I remember it uh, and understand it, light was licensing the Coleco name from the company. And so after the fallout with the Chameleon ha- happened, they ended up cutting ties, uh, and they continued to, to to do new products. And it, in fact, it's funny. I won't show it here, but. Um, their uh, their office is actually located very close to me. It's here in New Jersey. Um, so we'll come but, uh, around. Bring yeah, around it's, it, go, hey. it's interesting. So yeah, so this page just has kind of a, a really standard shot of the chameleon. That you have the controller here uh, and that weird Atari Jaguar shell. Because I don't know if you guys remember, um, Mike Kitty also bought some of, like the tooling kits for like for the Jaguar. Oh, really? So he was able. Yeah, so he was able to create new shells, uh, oh. and and one of the things he was able to do, he I think he did a, a few runs uh, of different variations of colors for some of the Jaguar community, um, and in fact, I think before that they were using it for to do these shells, and they were making some sort of product that was going into dentist offices, and so you'd see dentist offices that would have like it looked like an Atari Jaguar on their wall, <laughs> but it was like a completely different product inside. It was just using the shell. And I think that they retooled it a bit. And I think they were going to use some of it because it does look like that a lot there. Uh, 
And then it has some, uh, some more information. I'll read you a little bit here, uh, and then we'll move on. But it says, if you look closely, you might notice something familiar about the appearance of the Clico Chameleon. In a move that saved the team considerable startup capital, we purchased and took ownership of the original mold tooling Atari used to create the Atari Jaguar in the early 1990s. This tooling is still in exceptional condition and able to create high-quality polycarbonate parts to this very day. We are repurposing this tooling to create the Coleco Chameleon console and cartridge shells with slight modifications. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And this is what it says about the controller. The Coleco Chameleon controller is designed to have the best of both worlds. From modern-day controllers come responsive dual analog sticks and shoulder buttons combined with the all-familiar and loved classically-inspired D-pad and correctly oriented buttons. The Coleco Chameleon will utilize its own USB controllers, but gamers also have the option to plug in their other favorite USB controllers and devices. Even a keyboard, it says. Co- wow. Co- correctly oriented buttons. Unlike every other gamepad, which is, you know, just not correctly oriented. Right. What does that right. mean? That? One, I'll, I'll read you this thing, because this says some, some other interesting bits that if the Coleco Chameleon ever saw the light of day, um, this is kind of what they were thinking and, and planning. So it says, take gaming back to its roots. Never patch a game. Games are tested thoroughly before release, just like they used to be. I mean, there were, <laughs> there's a lot of shitty, buggy-ass <laughs> games out there. Um, never update your system or risk turning into a brick. Your console stays factory fresh. Wow. Because they just never update it. Um, no network connection or game server required. Never fear your favorite game will get pulled or shut down because they just never come. <laughs> no hidden costs from downloadable or streaming content. Wow. Wow. So, Wait, so there did, you have do, it. Does it. Does it have downloadable content for it? Because it sounded like it was just completely offline. Then it said no hidden costs for that stuff. So... I don't know. Wow, that's uh, yeah. I, I don't know if they had planned all the the, the downloadable stuff was going to be free or something. I don't that's know. Crazy. Okay, but <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to show that off. I thought that's that was pretty cool. cool. That's pretty cool. Um, as I find more stuff, um, I'm gonna I'll, I'll try to maybe bring it on if I find something I think that might be interesting. Uh, but right now, I, I'm I'm setting up like the entrance to the studio as it has all these different game magazines and stuff. So I'm really excited about it. It's almost ready to show. I I, I want to do some more tweaks and stuff, but uh, maybe later on this week I'll start posting some more photos nice. of that. Um, one thing that I did that really it's been bugging me, but it's been one of those things that I've just kind of been putting off for a long time. So for the past like three or four years, when since Odin's really started playing, you know, more on the Xbox, he was using my uh, account to play with like his friends and stuff because for whatever reason we would try to set up the the you know some of the the family accounts for him but on some of the games he would play like roblox and some oh, of the other yeah. online games it would it wouldn't let him play because he was I, I don't know i know it's supposed to work but it wasn't working it wouldn't allow him to play because he wasn't a gold member so he had to use uh, my account yeah and long story short like fast forward like three years i have all these weird kids on my friends list and all these just like <laughs> messages about what like, i don't know just stupid stuff and so i literally spent and like an hour of my day today just going through and deleting old messages and then trying to unfriend or unfollow people on there but i really wish microsoft would make a better way to do this because mm-hmm. you the 
I'm just using the app and you have to go to everyone and like select it and then go down like hit more and then unfollow mm. or do that. And it's just, it's not intuitive. I wish that I could do like a bulk unfollow or unfriend. Yeah. Uh, that would be very helpful. And the same thing with messages. I wish I could do that too. Um, you might be able to do bulk deleting the messages in maybe the, the phone app, um, but not the, not the, not the, the Xbox app on, okay. on PC. It won't let you on a windows. Wow, at least. That's crazy. So, I, I, uh, I, very quickly, I had almost an opposite situation with a friend who he has, um, he's got his, well, it's his partner's son, but it's basically his son. Um, they got him an Xbox. Um, they set him up with uh, Xbox Live account. And then my friend wanted to play, like, you know, Call of Duty online with me. So my basically, my friend started using his account um, and friended me using his son's account, basically. Um, and then his son basically kept messaging me because I know his son. I get on well with his son. Like, we played games together when we got out to his house. But he kept messaging me wanting to play and stuff. Um, but I felt a bit awkward because I don't really want to play games with like a nine-year-old kid you know yeah um, i don't you know i like him but i'm happy to play when i go around to the house and stuff but yeah i felt don't really play games online with him yeah uh, he's funny and mostly he was playing minecraft which i'm not really into and you know at this and Fortnite as well at the time now he's more into other games but um he's got a little bit older but yeah but apparently he kept like asking my friend like so i keep sending great messages but he just doesn't reply to them like what's going on and sometimes he send me messages during my work day i'm like i'm not on my xbox <laughs> like I'm, I'm using that but it turns out my xbox app on my pc was running in the background so it made it look like i was still i was online or something because it's like yeah apparently you're online all the time I'm like oh. i'm really not i'm really not online <laughs> like oh well but yeah it's like the opposite basically so i'm getting messages from people <laughs> like oh man anyway um that's funny <laughs> Aside from that, uh, I I watched Halloween Kills. We mm. were just talking uh, since we we're you know playing yeah. some, some scary games. I think it'd be fun to talk about this. Uh, have you? You said you watched a lot of the Halloween movies, right? Did I've you seen watch a few the- of them. I've, I definitely saw the last one in the cinema. Um, I think I've seen the one before that. I think I've seen one. I think I've seen the original, and I might have seen Halloween H two O. How many are there? I don't actually know how many there are. To be honest. So this one. Uh, this one takes place like r- immediately after yeah. the uh, the last one, and takes place like the same night and everything. Ooh, okay. um, it's interesting though because it doesn't immediately start um, where we left off. It does give a little bit of uh, um, like some. It, it jumps back in time a little bit and shows you some some stuff that happened with Michael Myers and that like that first night and everything that he went on killing in the original movie. Um, it does, so it, it, it's it kind of is a, a interesting thing about trying to connect and some of the pieces in that and connect this story to the original um, or this movie to the original one, uh, but it, it takes a little bit of a long time and and really this it's just man it's it it was just I felt like all it was was Michael Myers going around just stabbing people <laughs> like okay. and then people around just all the characters just seemed just to not ever behave or make any logical choices at like what anyone really would do in this situation. So for instance, uh, I don't know if you remember uh, Lori Strode's granddaughter. It's like the girl that she was in uh, high school in the first movie. It's been a long time. Uh, I'm going to say no. Like I, I don't remember. I don't remember really anyone. Can. Okay. So, okay. In the original movie, I'm not going to say the original 
original, but in the first of the new Halloween movie. Okay. Uh, Michael Myers comes back and is chasing Laurie Strode, um, who's who's the get off of me, Max. He keeps trying to jump on my lap. Um, <laughs> and then she has a daughter, um, and her and a grand and a granddaughter. The granddaughter is in high school. The the daughter is like forty years old now, and she's or you know thinks that her mom's crazy, okay. so she doesn't like her daughter being around the grandma because she's crazy. So anyway, fast forward to this movie, and now like the Lori Strode is is in the hospital. The daughter, for whatever reason, wants to go on this like hunting spree and try to hunt down Michael Myers. Like the dude is like killed so many people. He's the cops can't kill him. No one can kill him. And she thinks like her and her boyfriend are going to be able to go out and go and hunt down Michael Myers. And it's just it's oh, so dumb. God. It's so dumb. Uh, but I will say it's like I did have some fun watching the movie. It wasn't I wasn't bored with it, which is probably one of like the worst things you could say with a horror movie. I think um, it did have some entertaining uh, moments. I thought there was some some actually some some kills that I just felt like really uncomfortable with. Oh, wow. Like, okay. Man, it's just like, cause I'm not, I'm not really into like gore and stuff. And so I don't watch like the saw movies or hostel. I don't watch any of those. Cause it's, oh, okay. Yeah. They're pretty it's too much. Yeah. I don't, I don't like yeah. that. Um, but I do like some interesting and like inventive kills. I can appreciate that. Certainly I am a horror fan. So I like that stuff. Um, but some of these are just like, man, it was just like very graphic. I was kind of, I was like, damn, this is a little intense. So, but overall, it was okay. It was, it's definitely a letdown from the original or from the first one, which I thought was a really good horror movie. Um, It was just, it it stayed kind of simple and, and, and true to the kind of the formula, I guess, that uh, the original ones set forth. And this one is just kind of a little sloppy. I hope that they can, they can, really tighten it up for the third one because that's like the end piece so that should be uh the really exciting one this is kind of like that middle movie uh in the the hobbit trilogy that just no one wanted i think this is kind of the same thing like it did they didn't need it but it's a trilogy so i guess it has to exist i quite like the (laughs) controversy i enjoyed the hobbit movies quite a lot more than lord of the rings so yeah. Well, keep your right. opinion's wrong on that one. So well, we'll just keep is going. it though? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. um, I'm just joking. Um, aside from that, I have been playing something uh, that I wanted to talk about really quick. It's called oh, no. Steel Assault what? on the Switch. Uh, and this is coming from Zenovia Interactive and published by Tribute Games. I believe um, this is one of the first games published by Tribute uh, Games. They are uh, they are the previous developers of uh, Panzer Paladin, which was a freaking phenomenal game. I love it. Um, so, so we're pulling up the uh, the trailer here. There we go. Uh, and so, Steel Assault was released on September twenty eighth. Uh, cost fifteen bucks, and it's it's a sixteen bit style uh, game modeled after kind of it's. I guess it's inspired by uh, Castlevania Bloodlines, also Contra Hardcore. And I didn't, I didn't realize this. It actually started out as a Kickstarter game oh, uh, in 2015. It looks cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I, 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 one of the things that immediately like hooked me was just the the pixel art and the graphics mm. are, are really oh, good. That's good in this game. Uh, really, really good. Uh, I'll tell you a bit about it. And so the you, the game stars this character named Taro Takahashi. He's a resistance soldier uh, on a mission. 
uh, against this like evil dictator, uh, basically. It, but one of the cool things about it is you have this eight-way uh, or eight-way directional uh, whip uh, that you can use and uh, a zip line thing. That this this mechanic is really cool because uh, you can use it to shoot it like diagonally on the screen, and it will actually attach to a portion, and you can use it to kind of climb up. Yeah. And like, say if there's like a, a boss that's like charging across the screen and you can't just simply jump over them. Well, you can use your uh, like zip line and attach it to something and jump up and, and kind of escape the boss before he gets there. And so they do a really good job of, of kind of integrating that into the level design and, and some of the platforming. Uh, it takes some getting used to though. And this game is hard. <laughs> I will okay. say that. It is hard. You're going to die a lot. Um, it's very challenging, um, but uh, I, I do believe there's saves and uh, there's like infinite continues too. So you can just keep playing uh, once you hit your checkpoint or the, the level. You don't have to go back to the very beginning of the game. You start where you're at. I've only been able to make it to the second level. I'll be honest. <laughs> I've, I've, it's, it took me a minute to beat the, the first stage, but it's, it's honestly one of those that it, it just takes some time to, to learn some of the patterns and and some of the enemy uh, or boss uh, weaknesses. And so if you take some time with it, you'll get it. And I do like it because I feel like as I, I keep playing it, I'm getting a little bit better and better. Uh, but I love uh, tribute games. So I really wanted to check this out. Uh, of course, they are going to be, uh, or they are developing uh, Team NT Shredder's Revenge. Oh, uh, that's okay. Be out um, next year. So I'm really excited about that. But a lot of their games just have this kind of great uh, 16-bit, you know, pixel art that I just freaking love, man. I love like all the stuff that's going on in the backgrounds. It's so like vibrant yeah. and and just detailed. It's 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 a really cool game. Fifteen bucks, you can't beat it. Uh, the 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 uh, the zipline thing you're talking about. It kind of reminds me. It's like an an alternate version of like Spider-Man's web slinging in a way. The way he's doing it, because like. So he does it out to the side. You can go up, go up like a yeah, but you can't really swing from it or anything. Yeah, though. but it's kind right? of like I, I guess like I know what you're saying. You can't swing from it. It's not, it's not the same, but it's kind of sure. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Now this this looks this looks really good. Um, yeah, it's how it's much got is it? Fifteen dollars. Ah. It's on Switch and Steam as well. Ooh. So if you're if you uh, don't want to play it on Switch, you can. Play it on Steam. So nice. Check oh, it out. I'm definitely going to check that bad boy out. That's really good. Um, <laughs> nice. Who knows? Maybe uh, before the show's over, Graham will probably buy it. So Probably. My Switch is in the other room, but uh, maybe I'll, I'll go grab that. <laughs> cool. Anyway, that's what I've been doing. What have you been hey, up to? What haven't I been up to? I can't remember if last week I told you um, that we're setting our flat. We're Ooh. setting the flat. Um, yeah, I think it's I, not flat enough, right? It's, it's not flat enough, you know. You gotta get a flatter flat, <laughs> yeah. Um, or apartment, do you guys say apartment, don't you? Over there, uh, we do. Well, we say, I mean, it depends because you, yeah, apartments probably closest, like townhouse, too, is kind of can kind of be a, an apartment in a way, okay. Um, but okay, well, it's a, it's a flat, it's like one level. Um, we're, we're up like. One level from street level, but it's just one floor we've got and um, a couple got of rooms. So. Anyway, yeah, you know, we've got a balcony, so we've got a little outside space, but we over lockdown, we kind of realized, man, it'd be nice to actually go outside in the garden. Because I think we went to my parents' house when they went away and they've got a lovely big garden. And we sort of went, we're sort of sitting in the garden going, I want a garden. <laughs> just like, hey, I'm fed up with this flat. You know, it's not, 
it's not the best. Um, so yeah, we're looking at getting a house, and we've actually sold this place. So within oh, congrats! Wow, within like two days, we got an offer, and yeah, it was like literally on the market for two days. Someone came round. I actually showed them round as well. Like, so I basically oh. sold the flat. <laughs> like, How did, so, okay, wait, I want to hear this. So, because that <laughs> is is, I will say this: that is um, typically like a no no. Uh, yeah, because. I mean, I we've just obviously sold our house and, and bought a house. So, I, but I've I've done I've I've bought another house before that one. But there was some moments where when we were going around looking at houses, there were some times where the people were there, and it got super awkward. I remember oh. this one guy was just like, I don't just he was being really weird, uh, and so we were like, let's get the hell out of here. And so and and that's what the the uh, our realtor said too is like when you're showing your home, you got to get out. They're like, don't be there. Um, but it's funny. Like, so you showed it. Let's hear yeah. this. Let's hear the, the story. So yeah, we call them estate agents over here, but you call them realtors. Yeah. Our estate agent though, um, they've got like a team of people, but they weren't available on that day. Cause it's like a, almost like a last minute thing. They're like, yeah. So this lady wants to come, but she wants to come during the week. Uh, I'm not available. And my teammates like off somewhere else. Would you be okay doing it? She knew I work from home at the moment. So I was like, yeah, sure. I guess so. Like if, if one of you's around, that might be better. Cause I've never sold a place like this before. Um, but yeah, but it's, it was easy. Like she came around. She's, she's not like super young or anything. She was like, maybe, well, yeah, she's not young at all. She's like in her forties maybe. And her mum came around as well. Um, like, I guess just, to, they wanted to look at it together. It was just like, they're really nice and friendly. And I just sort of walked them around and sort of just went, this is the kitchen. Maybe she wanted to come because you're a strange man. Strange looking, yes. a, a suspect looking man. That's why. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I just showed them around and we like showed them the balcony and like they, we, we've got a lovely view from our balcony. It overlooks like a pond and stuff, like a little, it's like a mini lake basically. Um, like it's got ducks on it and stuff. And there's like some beautiful trees, which were like, you know, tur- just turning golden brown and stuff. And they're like, wow, that's a great view. I'm like, yep, that's what sold us on this flat. And then just like, basically, all I did was show around. And luckily, we tidied the place. We tidied the shit out of the place. So really clean. Wait, wait, wait. Cool. I want to hear what she said when she saw the your game room. She's like, oh, uh, I, we, I think we need to go. We, uh, we're, we've so, seen enough. Hold on a second. I'm going to turn my main light on so you got you can see a bit more of like the room. So Kate hates this room. She's not a big fan of the color because I chose the color. I've always wanted a blue room. Um and the first thing they said when they walked in, the mum was like, I've got a bedroom this colour. <laughs> and, uh, and the daughter was like, oh, I love this colour. <laughs> like, and then she's like, you've got a lot of, is that games? I was like, yes, it's mostly games and DVDs. She's like, my friend's son would love this room, basically. She got really excited by it. So yeah. So I personally think this sold the flat. <laughs> this the game the room, room, nice. It's <laughs> the game room, yeah. So um, that view is the one that's Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, nice. But it's so funny when there's like, yeah. And, and in, uh, in the bedroom, it's like all white walls except one wall, which has got like a purple, it's like a feature wall, which so is just purple. And the mum was like, I love your colour styling in this flat. And we're like, I was just like, yes. So Did you throw it in Kate's face when she came home? Basically, yeah. I bet you couldn't <laughs> wait until she got home. Like you're already telling her right when she walked through the door. Oh yeah. And at that point, we didn't know if they put an offer in, and there's like literally, literally the next day. Oh no, actually, it was that night. It was that evening. They called up and went, oh yeah, they put an offer in, and then it got shown to a few more people at the weekend on Saturday, and we got two more offers basically. 
Um, and they had a little mini bidding war. And then the final two offers, the way we do it in the UK is a bit different to other countries, but they do, you don't know what other people have offered. You can't be told what it is. Um, but basically, they both were offering exactly the same amount. And we went with the lady who came round because she seemed really excited, really keen by it. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I basically sold this flat. There you go. <laughs> so, you, you, do, are you getting a commission on your own well, sale? I'm going to have to ask for that, I think. I think, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go to the, oi, where's, where's my green? Where's my green bags? That's funny. That is funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, sold that. But now we need to find a place to move into. Uh, so, yeah. so, how does that work? How much time do you have to, like, move out and everything? So, the way it works, so there's, so yeah, it's a bit, again, it's a bit different over here. Basically, what happens is the lawyers, like the solicitors or whatever, they start talking to each other and we have to like sign documents and stuff. And like, I guess I don't, yeah, I don't really have to like do some forms and stuff, but it's all down to like how long the solicitors take and stuff. And if there's any building checks that need to be done and stuff. And then eventually after like a little bit of time, then you get given a rough date of moving. So it's not like you could, you don't really arrange a date to move in. Uh, if that makes sense. Mm. And the thing, I don't know if it's different in America, but I know in Australia, in Australia, once you say, I want to buy this place and like you sign on the dotted line, you have to buy the place in the UK. You can put out at literally any time. Um, so yeah. So some people, there's been, you know, you get situations where people like three months or whatever it takes to do all the legal stuff. And then the last minute, like, yeah, sure. I don't want to buy this place. And they just walk off. (laughs) It's just like, uh, Um, yeah, you can't you can't do that in the U.S. After you sign a contract, uh, you know, with your offer or after your offer, uh, you're basically like legally bound. Yeah, to the- it's it's a little bit different over here. It's so annoying. Uh, they need to change yeah. it. There's uh, still ways to get out of it and stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, we had we had certain clauses that that's boring. But um, yeah, anyway, anyway, what else have you been up to? What else have I been up to? Um, so oh, I pick. I've got a little pickup. Um, Let's see. Actually, I'll, I'll make my camera bigger on the on the thing. So, I got this. Let's, oh god, my light shining. What on. is that? <laughs> it is called the Super Drive, and it's this is not a game. It's huh. uh, it's a cartridge of many games. Um, Ooh! So basically, it's one of those fancy cartridges which has like an SD card in it, and you can put. Um, I think you can put Master, you can basically put Mega Drive Genesis, Mega CD, 32X, and I think Master System games on it. Um, and if you basically if you've got the it goes in it goes in the actual proper Genesis or Mega Drive console. And if you've got this uh, Mega CD or and the 32X plugged in, you can then play those games. So it needs the hardware still to actually play the games. Okay. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I've got this. It's actually got it from Etsy. Um, I was thinking of showing the link, but I'm not sure if I should do because that's, you know, it's a bit dodgy. Um, but yeah, basically I can't keep all my Mega Drive games around. So I was thinking of another way to do this. And I like playing on the original hardware more than, you know, playing on an emulator. So yeah, I I figured this is going. And one of the things I don't like about most emulators or most like, uh, you know, the, the modern retro consoles, like the mini consoles, they don't play 32X games or Mega CD games. And that's one thing I really want to do. And I saw this and I was like, I want to do this, but because we're selling the place, my Meg, I've I've got my Mega Drive still. I've actually got two Mega Drives behind me, but I've taken I packed up all the cables and controllers, so I can't actually. Oh no! That's <laughs> just I completely forgot. I was like, yeah, I'm actually like I've got an Xbox game, an Xbox controller to play games tonight because I, I I packed everything else away basically. Um, 
so yeah it's yeah it's all at my parents house at the moment so i can't even play with it but yeah we'll see i'll give you an update when i finally do um but yeah so that's that's a thing and what else um oh yeah um so i saw two nights ago i saw no time to die the new james bond movie Mm -hmm. have you seen it I have not seen it. You've so seen this it. is this the this one just came out? The one that just came out, yeah. Um, I this is is this like a part of a, a th- like a three part movie series or how does this one? Because I'm not a James Bond guy. Ah, okay. I've watched a ton of them, so I know that this is like tied to a previous one, though, right? Well, yeah. So basically, all the I guess all the Daniel Craig movies kind of do tie together, okay. um, but yeah. So it's kind of like most James Bond movies is sometimes normally a bit of a connection um, to them all. But yeah, this is, they've had more of a consistent storyline with Daniel Craig's um, uh, James Bonds, basically. Um, and we're showing the trailer right now, which is showing some of his previous movies. But then this is like also showing the, it's going to show them the main trailer. As what well. was the one that came before this one? The one that came before this one was Spectre. Okay. And what was the one before that? Uh, Skyfall which is one that everyone loves. And then before that was Quantum of Solace, and before that was Casino Royale. Jesus, I don't know if I've seen any of those. Oh, I saw man. the one where he's running on that like really high uh, uh, crane thing. He was chasing a man. That, I think he was, really, Casino he was very Royale. angry. He was very. He was not happy at all about it. He was very mad. That was either Casino Royale or Quantum of Solace. I can't remember which one that one was. <laughs> um, I do believe they were playing some casino game. Like okay, uh, there you go. Casino poker, Royale. maybe. I think they were playing some poker in there. <laughs> um, but anyway, he was very serious the whole time. So I'll just say one thing. I like Daniel Craig as an actor. I think he does play a pretty good Bond. I've not really enjoyed his Bond movies as much as previous Bond movies. That's more the style that they've been done in. Um, I did enjoy Casino Royale. Quantum of Solace, I thought was better the second or third time I watched it. Skyfall, I don't know why everyone loves it because it's, I don't think it's that good. Spectre, I was bored in the cinema. This one, literally love the whole thing right up until the last 10 minutes. And I'm not going to spoil, I'm not going to spoil what happens, but I walked out of the cinema and went, what were they thinking? Basically, I was literally like, "What were they thinking?" Um, I actually put out like a tweet and an Instagram post saying the same thing, and like someone replied, "Going someone I don't even know just replied to me going, yeah, I thought exactly the same thing when I walked out of the cinema." <laughs> I was talking to my friend about it, and we were both like, "Did we just watch that? Like, like what just happened?" So yeah, I'm not going to say what it is, but if you're into James Bond, it's a it's a very good movie. It's very solid, very entertaining, good action scenes. Um, and pretty decent story. Well, most Bond movies don't have the best storylines, I'd say. But yeah, the storyline is decent enough. But yeah, um, yeah, it's. I'm a bit disappointed, but just by the end, like it's one of those things that you like. And so, it, is he done now? Was this like his? Uh, so this like, is um, Daniel Craig's final Bond movie. But they, you right. know, every few movies, they they well, you know, actors get older. They need to change it up a little bit. Um, but yeah. Um, so, yeah. Who's going to be the next Bond? Have they said? Have they said that yet? They don't think they've announced it. There's always talk of like Idris Elba being. I'm Bond. on that train. I would. I, dude, I remember. I still tell people when I was at the Invictus Games uh, 
the opening ceremonies. I think you were there with me in London. I wasn't uh, at when, the opening ceremony, but I was there for oh, a few bits and pieces. Yeah, I know you were there, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were there for that. But anyway, yeah. um, he he did the opening uh, uh, oh. like speech where he read the Invictus poem. It was one of the coolest things ever. I was no like, I yes, I was I was like, I'm probably maybe like. 40 yards away from Idris Elba. I mean, you couldn't get super close to him, but I was in a group of people. It was so cool. I loved it. Um, and so I would, I love everything Idris Elba. So if he would be Bond, I would watch his Bond because I bet he's going to be even more angry and way more serious than Daniel Craig. <laughs> I guarantee you. And probably more funny at the same time, too. Yeah, probably. Uh, that's a cup. That's one thing that I think was missing from previous Daniel Craig James Bond movies is the the great puns. But there's a couple of really good ones, like classic ones, like um, like Sean Connery had a great one where like he killed someone, like put him in the bathtub. I think there was electric eels, and the guy got electrocuted, and he walked off and went shocking. <laughs> just like just great puns like that. There's a couple of them in this one. I was like, yes, oh, God. so good. So yeah, I miss those sort of things. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love for you to watch it and then we can have a, maybe have a spoiler um, podcast or something where we can talk about okay. what happens. Because, uh, yeah, but if you're not hugely into James Bond, maybe maybe it's not for you. I don't know. Um, I think, why don't we do this? What if, um, I, I will I will watch it this week. Okay. If um, you watch a movie that we could talk about next week as well. Um, I'm going tonight. I have tickets at seven uh, to go see Dune. Oh, movie I do. We want to see that. Yeah, I need to arrange to see so, that. And I, th- I believe it's on uh, HBO Max as well. So if, if oh. uh, you can't make it to the theater, uh, you can always watch it. So no excuses. Okay, I'll, I'll hold try. you to it. I'll, I'll try. watch. No I will to try die. to watch it in the next week, but I'm actually going away on Saturday night until Wednesday. So I've only got like two days basically to watch it well you'll be back on wednesday i'll see what i can do yep. now that's cool awesome um yeah and anything else well i was trying to remember what else i did um that was it that was it that's what they were thinking cool. yeah what were they thinking but yeah with that let's um let's crack on with our i guess our feature chat or well it's gonna be our news of the week Yep, play the feature. Which I haven't got. I haven't got a news of the week intro. So feature chat that will do. Um, so yeah, let's crack on with this. And so I was going to tee up the first bit of news on my side. So here we go, Chris. Do you want to lead with this one? Yeah. Sorry, I was sitting there reading the chat. So yeah, you were. Oh, um, what's going on in the chat? What's popping in the chat? Oh, um, we got Scotty is in the chat. Oh, Scotty, um, buddy. Yep. Just making some Daniel Craig jokes is all he's doing. So oh, he's okay. cracking up the keep keeping the chat nice and lighthearted in there. It's good stuff, Scotty. Thank you for for being here. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's talk about some news, man. I'll tell you what. I got we got an email uh, a couple days ago from Watermelon, and I'm like, oh shit, what's going on? Watermelon <laughs> Games, man. I always get excited because you know some crazy shit's about to happen when you get yeah. an email from Watermelon Games, uh, and so. It was basically an, an email just saying, hey, uh, we're about to launch a Kickstarter. Uh, it was kind of vague, but I, I figured out, like, it sounds like they're basically going to port uh, Paprium to some maybe next-gen console. Ooh. Sure enough, that's what it was. Uh, so they're looking to, uh, basically, this is what the project is. They're porting Paprium to PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Steam and Linux as well. Uh, 
they're looking to raise three hundred thousand dollars to do this. Uh, and it's interesting the the way the uh, the tiers are set up for this uh, because the way it is is basically you, you can you can get like put a tier for a dollar. And then you choose the various add-ons. Uh, okay. Physical games and like digital games and stuff like that. The tier I got is like a $24 for the digital tier uh, for right now. But I do plan on going in and, and trying to look at uh, what uh, physical tiers I might end up getting. Um, but if you want, uh, let's look at the actual tier list in here or the add-on list. There you go. Can we zoom in right there? Go up a little bit. Oh, up a bit. You went up too high. That it. Oh, that this. Thing, right? oh, okay. With all the colors. With all the colors. Oh, wow. I wonder what that was. That? It's, uh, yeah, because it's I actually, I want to look at it again. So the way it works is like, yeah, you basically go in and uh, and you can add on all these different things. Where I'm going to make this a little bit bigger so I can read better because I have a hard time. <laughs> I was trying to get so, a bit closer as well. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's oh, all whoa. good. Too close. Um, too, too far. Whoa, what happened? Okay, here we are. So the way the pledges and the tiers are, it goes from uh, the $1 tier that I just explained. Then you get a $24 for the digital game. Uh, there's a, a one for a Mega Pope where it's $8,888. And you basically get like a custom game cartridge. You get like a custom, you could like get yourself put in the game. And you get 88 copies of the game to give to your friends. Um, if that's not enough, you also... For $1,000, you could get what? one of three. Um, they're calling it Paprium prototype cabinets. But from the way it sounds, if you read the details, you still have to have like a Genesis and the cartridge. So oh, okay. I don't know. It doesn't sound like it's like a legit arcade in the traditional sense there. Why would it cost $1,000 though? What? I, have, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but oh. here's where – okay, so here's where the meat and the potatoes of the actual – kickstarter come in uh the add-ons is where they're looking okay. at because um for physical editions it's about 49 dollars on steam and the ps4 uh ps5 you can get the collector's edition for a hundred um and they're also uh making available the the genesis versions of paprium too if you okay. didn't get those when they originally came out uh, now, the one thing to keep in mind is the prices on the Genesis versions have gone up. They're not the original prices that they mm. um, listed them like for the for the original, uh, you know, because uh, I, I think that the way they did it is they sold pre-orders on their uh, Magical Game Factory uh, website back in the day. Mm. Whereas this one, they're they're using Kickstarter, so they have to do it a little bit differently. Um and so, yeah, you can even get some copies of Pure Solar as well. You can That's get the, um, <laughs> the the fight stick. Um, Ooh, yeah. And so, oh no, the fight stick sold out. Whoops, there it is. Yeah. That one sold out. Um, oh, they only have a few copies left of the Paprium Strategy Guide. Ooh. Actually, I might want to get that. <laughs> I might get that. <laughs> uh, Fifty bucks. So, um, uh, let's let's see here. I'm gonna go back a bit because I do want to explain some information about like what is actually in this or what's different I should say about this version of the game let me see I'm going to open this up uh, because it, one of the big things that they said is it is going to be a 16 by 9 aspect ratio oh, okay. uh, so it will kind of extend across the whole thing uh, and this next bit's a little vague 
they're saying that they're using some different proprietary methods to basically get the best version of those uh, graphics from the original game. Uh, because Fonzie, in the, if you look at the video uh, in Kickstarter, he talks about how the graphics are meant to be displayed in a CRT. Uh, ah. And when you when you put those over and make them like you know in HD, they can get you know messed up and all this other stuff. So he's saying that they've developed these proprietary techniques to do this. I'll actually read what they said. Uh, instead of redrawing all the game's graphics in a boring HD look, we've decided to retain the original graphics um, that give justice to the immense and massively tedious work made by our pixel artists. Uh, and they've also done kind of the same thing, it sounds like, with the uh, the music. I don't know. It sounds like a lot. It's a lot of big words. I don't yeah. understand all of it. Um, but it sounds like if, if, if they come through with it, it sounds like they'll be able to, uh, to release a quality uh, quality port. Uh, I know that people, you know, probably have their reservations given what's been going on with, you know, watermelon over the past few years. Um, namely, I, th I think the, the biggest thing was people were just upset with how long it, it took for them to communicate uh, for the for the many years that Paprin was under development. Uh, there was just not a lot of information that was coming out of watermelon. And it sounds like a lot of uh, watermelons team from a from just a company standpoint, uh, ended up leaving the company. I know Tulio uh, Goncalves, we've had on uh, the the Nerdcast, you know, back in the day, Graham. I'm sure you remember him mm, um, yeah. talking to him over the over the years. Um, but you know what? It's and this it's it's been such an interesting story. I think just uh, with watermelon from the days of Pure Solar to Paprium uh, and everything in between. Uh, it's such an interesting story. So I, I personally very captivated by everything with this. I want to, we're going to continue to, to, uh, to cover this as we, you know, as it continues to, to develop, but I think it's kind of interesting. I don't know. What do you think? Are you interested in, in Paprium? Um, a little bit. Yeah. I do think it's because I never actually got to play it. I think it's a cool looking game. I was way more interested in PSLR and I annoyingly didn't, buy it when i could have had the chance um and that's why so i'm kind of more interested in this so i can get a copy of PSLR possibly um, it's funny i uh <laughs> i was just can you like go back to the, the the prices right there a minute okay because i was just at too many games and i meant to say in last week's show that the one game i bought at too many games was pure solar no. on on dreamcast but it was the japanese version oh uh which i wanted to see here because if they have uh I don't know. It looks like they don't have any of the yeah, they don't have any games here. It's just pure solar. Oh, the 10 year edition, they do. Yeah, yeah. It's a 10 year edition. $129. Yeah, which is pricey, but I the the gate they had the original I mean, is so hard to get now. In the yeah, world. it looks like they've they've raised the prices to kind of match close to what you you may pay on eBay and, and things mm. like that. I I wouldn't be surprised if this stuff goes higher than that. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, I if I were you, buy the stuff and just hang on to it because it's likely that you know the prices of everything are going up these days. But yeah, so that's Paprium. Um, yeah, yeah it, it just it's it's one of those crazy, you know, not crazy, but just it's a it's a very polarizing game uh, yeah. and company really. Um, and there's a lot uh, a lot of stuff that's been going on with it. So uh, we'll continue to cover it.
Um, But it looks like they're well on their way to to reach in their their goal. Uh, I think you you just showed, Graham, they've raised over uh, 100,000 pounds at this point. Ooh, I think think so. So Uh, I know yesterday when I finished writing, they were at uh, 75,000 raised. And so I just want to... Yeah, ooh, yeah. Um, I can change that to dollars. It's 150,000 approximately dollars yeah so they're halfway there um this is a, a 60 day uh campaign so obviously they're going to reach their goal they're already a third of the way there uh and at this point it's just basically people are going to be pre-ordering uh but the one thing i don't know if you remember graham they they did put out earlier this year i think it was in february uh they put out an email basically stating that they were going to have to sell all the ips off including pure solar and paprium and all this other stuff and i don't remember seeing like what was after that i I don't know if they've ever addressed that like fonzie's if he's ever addressed that publicly again uh i don't remember seeing anything via email uh come through um so that's a weird one obviously they still have it uh so yeah um which is good to see yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll keep going, but that's yeah. that's that one. Nice. Um, cool. So the next one is uh, – I'll just lighting up the video for you there. Here we go. So, yeah, the next piece of news is the Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition. Yeah. The trailer just came out today. Should we watch this quickly? Yeah, let's watch it. Now, Graham, when's the last? Have you did you play all of these uh, GTA games? This is what uh, three, four, and five, right? Yeah. So it's th- it's three Vice City and San Andreas. Yeah. Which arguably are the best ones, <laughs> you know? Yeah. These are honestly these are the last ones I ever played. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. Like Vice City. I love Vice City so much. It's such a good game. Remake, I love the 80s sort of vibe and stuff. Um, San Andreas is a surprisingly epic game. Like, it's it's basically like an RPG almost. Like, the way that you level up and stuff in it and things like that. And the way you can mod cars is really awesome. And then, and then they released Grand Theft Auto 4, and it was just like... This is not that entertaining. You know what it was? I skipped San Andreas. That's what it was. Ah, and played no. four. So yeah, I I, I love Vice City a lot. Um, mm. I didn't pl- I, I I didn't I played a little bit of San Andreas, but not nearly enough. And this is this excites me because now uh maybe I could go back and, and jump into this and yeah, despite no, making the time yeah. to do that. It looks good. Uh, the, yeah. the it's not just merely a HD, you know kind of ramping up the, the resolution yeah. like you've seen a lot of it looks like they've done it, quite a quite a bit of work it's weird though because they've kind of kept the same i guess almost cartoony graphical style that like you know like the playstation 2 and xbox had back in the day mm. if that makes sense like they could they couldn't produce really realistic visuals but it looks like yeah the the, the, char- the way the characters are animated and stuff they look really sharp but also slightly more like slightly cartoony I love that. Ah, yeah. Yeah, um, so I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about the game. Uh, so Rockstar North is working with Grove Street Games. Um, they, they're they the development team that did some of the uh, mobile ports, mobile okay. uh, GTA ports. Uh, so they're working with them. This game is going to come out on November 11th uh, for, uh, this is 54 dollars this, this is in pounds. So 
whatever that uh, it's probably what a thousand dollars in dollars, whatever. <laughs> um, no, it looks like it's going to come out uh, digitally first, and the physical Ooh. copies are going to be released later on December seventh. But it's going to be coming to PC, PlayStation's uh, a four and five, Xbox, and the Switch. Uh, yeah, on the it's, Switch as well. Wow, on the Switch, yeah. Ooh. Man, I'll I'll tell you some uh, some updates that it's going to have as well. It's going to have some control upgrades, um, okay. improvements to targeting and the lock on. Oh, that's um, updated <laughs> weapon and radio station wheels. Ooh, okay. Uh, updated mini maps with enhanced navigation, allowing players oh. to set waypoints and destinations. Oh, that actually will be awesome. Yeah. I love that. You know what, man? That's I. I would love for. I just love quality of life stuff like this in games. Yeah. It makes it so much better to go back and replay some of these old games. Because I'll tell you what, man. Um, I tried to go back and replay some like the original Fantasy Star, and it is just a long, grindy game. <laughs> and that uh, the the what was it the um, was it M two that released the. Uh, the one on this on on the D it was at the Switch yeah is is the Fantasy Star port on Switch oh yeah that yeah. Uh, and it had a lot of neat quality of life yes. things that made it play yeah. a lot faster you could fast forward the walking and just stuff like that just and so it's so nice to see developers do this type of thing I love it yeah yeah that because I remember trying to play the original Fantasy Star a few times back in the day and also I think on the virtual console and I just could not play that game it's just too difficult. I got it on the Switch, I beat it, and I was like, it's just like things like having a map, having a freaking map that you can actually see and stuff. Like, it's just, this it's is so kind of cool, easy. too. Uh, the, uh, the Switch version, you're going to be able to use gyro aiming and, and touchscreen camera controls. Literally doesn't interest me. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> I don't know. I would never use it either. Uh, yeah, the gyro like, aiming. Uh, games that use that is just... Drive me. It just brings me back to the the Wii, like the Wii and the Wii U era, and I may it immediately makes me mad because it never those games were never made it better. It it, the Wii or the Wii U never made it better to play the games that way. Um, You could always use a controller, and I feel like or a keyboard and mouse, and always be better at it. Although, actually, are you saying for the so for the Switch, can I can I hold like a Wii Wii controller? Is that what you're saying? The the Switch controller? I don't think so. I uh, I don't know. Okay. I think it's more yeah. of just like the gyro. Yeah, no, I, don't I don't know. That's rubbish oh. though. Because uh, <laughs> if it's like on foot, I could use the Wii the the Joy-Con to point like a Wii mote. I'm actually okay for that. I there's some Wii games I did enjoy doing that with. Weren't those like first person games though that you really? Some of the, 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 there was a cup. There was what? Which one was it? There was um. There's a really basic game that sort of came with like there's a crossbow like light gun add-on thing which came with Link's crossbow, um, hmm. and that was like third person running around shooting stuff and it was really fun. I was like, this controls really well. I'm really enjoying it. You know, so I could dig that in Grand Theft Auto running around like shooting things with that. But yeah, well, I guess we'll see. Uh, and I, yeah, I just it says games as well. Across all three titles, they've rebuilt the lighting system. So cool. there's yeah. and and I I did notice this uh, definitely the yeah. improved shadows. If you saw um, in the trailer, there's also yeah. improved weather reflections, um, upgraded character and vehicle models, um, just higher res- resolution textures across buildings and all sorts of stuff. So it sounds like they're really kind of going in and, and revamping all three of these games. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, the final version. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually pretty excited for this. This is really cool. Um, oh, Chris is 
Dog oh, just shut my door. Oh, okay. Nope. I thought your dog was attacking you. I had a dog no, it's just, in the background. No, it's just Jesco. He's old and oh, he just starts barking for no reason. <laughs> he like, can see the, sitting there. He can see death. Barking. <laughs> I wish you'll see it a lot sooner. I'll tell you that. No, Jesco's I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking. Oh, God. You can't joke about that stuff. <laughs> no, Jay, I always joke, say stuff like that. Jay gets so bad at me. It's so yeah. funny. Like, He's right there. <laughs> Like, whatever. <laughs> oh, um, okay, last piece of news, and this is um, this one's kind of interesting. Yeah, um, I'd say like let's label this as a rumor for now. Um, but it says uh, the the gist is um, there's some rumors going around that the Switch online expansion's high price could be due to like Sega's licensing costs. Yeah. So there's some uh, interesting stuff here. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Emily Rogers, Graham? No, not at all. But so I don't she's really know like anyone a, in the industry, so it's fine. <laughs> well, I don't, she's a, uh, I guess uh, she leaks a lot of uh, content or inform- news and stuff. Right. So she's okay. one of those that like is, is a leaker. Um, but I think, uh, I don't know, Emily, I should say she, because uh, I don't know. Um, but they, I don't know how their track record is, honestly. Uh, but this is, this is an interesting piece. Uh, the tweet basically says that uh, licensing costs are likely the main culprit behind the NSO expansion's bold price. I heard Sega were paid very, very well. This is notable because Sega weren't big fans of Wii's virtual console mm-hmm. service due to low sales, revenue split, and lack of marketing. Hence why Sega didn't support the Wii U virtual console. And it says third-party titles, Konami, Capcom, are also being licensed for Genesis. Uh, and so, so the licensing costs begin to add up after a while. And who knows what licensing agreement arrangement Nintendo had with Rare Microsoft. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, so if you, if let's, let's back up and let's talk about the price for a minute for those yeah. that uh, may not know about the, the whole Nintendo online expansion, which was announced last week uh, during uh, one of their Nintendo directs, uh, the Animal Crossing one. Uh, the, in, the Nintendo Switch online expansion pack is uh, $50 a year for individual memberships, and it increases $30 uh, like from the standard uh, price, which was mm-hmm. $20. So it's basically a $30 increase. Um, the family memberships, um, I think you get up to eight accounts, and that costs like $80 a year. And so all this adds up after a little bit. Um, yeah. But... I don't know. What do you what do you think of this? Do you do you do you buy that that like maybe Sega is is wanting more piece of the pie and and the only way to make this happen was for for Nintendo to put that onto the consumer by just raising the price at you know at kind of a high level here. What do you think? Well, the the thing the thing I find about this is I don't think it's actually that high an amount from from what it's because it's that's for the year, yeah. The price is for the year. It's not like it's that's for every, the yeah. Yeah, so it's not like every month. That's it's like um, Xbox Live. I'm sure is more expensive than that. Um, and if you're, it's just crazy because like before you're paying twenty dollars, and then but you got all the NES and Super NES games. Yeah, and now so, they're bringing in N64 and and Genesis, but they're raising it by thirty dollars, like more than double. Yeah, I, well. If, I get I, I, licensing has got to be a thing, though. You know, I, that, sure. that must be one of the reasons why. I don't know if it's necessarily just all Sega, like, because as it sort of highlights, there's like Capcom games and stuff in there. So maybe 
Sega's got something to do a little bit, but I reckon there'll be lots of other um, deals going on there for the different games. And so, yeah, I, I think there is, there's definitely credibility to this. I don't think it's necessarily a rumor as such. It sounds like it's just completely plausible and that's most likely what has happened. Um, but I, as for if I think it's annoying, like, yeah, it's never good paying more for something, but at the same time, you're getting a lot more for it. This is the stuff I wanted to have originally on the service. Like, I'm the the the, the, the NES and uh, the SNES games, they're fun, but I really want to play like N64 games. I know you don't like N64, Chris. I know you don't like N64, but I really want to play some of these N64 <laughs> games. You know, Genesis Mega Drive games, I'm a Sega fan. Always want to play these, especially we can play online now through some of these games, which is awesome. So yeah, um, and I think aren't they some... meant to bring online play? Like, aren't they supposed to bring online play to all of the games? Isn't like one of the? I think the... I think that's one of the things. Yeah, so I think that is a thing that's happening. So yeah, so like Mario Kart and stuff has that. Like, so Mario Kart 64 is going to have that and things like that. So I'm pretty excited. I'm just about wondering this. what of the what are the Genesis games like? Are what have they announced? What ones will have any sort of expanded? Because I'll tell you why. I mean, they they have the list here, um, so, and you know some of the games. So they got a lot of the the standard stuff that you see, like Sonic mm. Two, Streets of Rage Two, Echo, uh, Golden Axe, Strider, Doctor Robotics, Be- Mean Bean Machine, Gunstar Heroes. I mean, that's a lot of the stuff that you always see on all of these things. Now, yeah. the, the the ones that I did, I did see that I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Is uh, Musha they got and uh they also got castlevania bloodlines and contra hardcore um and so i thought those were good but those aren't even i mean those are third party games and i guess i'm excited because those are the games we don't typically get in some yeah. of these releases yeah i think i think that's the thing we're getting some games we don't often get as much i know these weren't most of these games on the mega drive mini or the genesis mini um but not everyone bought that so i think there's a lot of people going to get space for the first time um which is which is cool and just the yeah the fact that you know they got their online play they got you know some quality of life stuff like rewinding and stuff like that and save save states i'm all for it so you're right they uh they they will i'm on the nintendo page here i just dropped a link in the uh the uh discord but they are showing that you can you will be able to play together on the genesis games i actually have uh screens already of it in action with golden axe um and echo yeah <laughs> it's funny that they show echo in that it says you can give friends a hand so basically you can kind of pass uh um let the control uh them help yeah. you someone spectating uh because echo is probably a game you might need oh, some help with yeah that's definitely a game you need help with <laughs> so yeah um, but anyway that's that's that bit of news i yeah what you I th- what are you, what's your thoughts on it yeah like are you are you pro this or are you not pro this Unless they have something coming down the the you know coming down, I don't think that what this what they've licensed here in this original thing. If you if el- eliminate the non Sega games, right. the non Sega published and developed games, um, there's nothing here that they don't already pack in in all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't, and this is stuff that like smaller companies do all the time, like companies like. Uh, Oh man, who had made those like really bad uh, hardware at, at games? At games, yeah, they license this stuff all the time on all their products. So I can't imagine that a company like At Games is going to license these games and and can put out products all the time. But a, a company like Nintendo can't license the same games and, and put it out at a reasonable price. So I I do think that obviously it adds to some of the price mm-hmm. for sure. 
Uh, it will add to some, like you said, it obviously they have to license these games. It's going to yeah. add to it. But I don't necessarily buy that Sega is the main reason right. why the the cost is what it is. I don't buy, and I, I, I could see some of her reasoning or, or Emily's reasoning that uh, Sega wanted more uh, licensing uh, fees uh, compared to maybe the virtual console days. I mean, because when that was what 10 years or more ago. So I'm, I'm yeah. sure like everyone's a bigger piece of the pie now. Yeah. Um, especially as we're getting more into these companies like Microsoft, Sony, uh, and Nintendo going and making their own kind of mini ecosystems where they're licensing these games and you're able to play them on their own separate ecosystem. So now that these companies know that these bigger ones are going to want to license their games, of course they're going to raise some of their licensing costs mm-hmm. and things like that. So that's only, I mean, that's standard business, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. we'll see. I, I, I wonder if Nintendo's always had this in the pipeline, but they've had, they've basically launched with their, their own NES and Super Nintendo games and the basic online functions and stuff, you know? Um, and they didn't want to put it out at the really high price because they didn't have everything ready or something. That's what I'm thinking. Because I feel like they're kind of matching more of what, you know, Xbox and PlayStation prices are for their services. And, you know, um, so in my head, it, it makes sense that that's, they were sort of going to go for that sort of market pricing. But if they launch just with NES and Super Nintendo games, people are going to be like, no, I'm not paying that. So they need to go in at a lower price to begin with get people interested go hey our online's actually working you know you know back in like the wii days when we said online was going to be a great thing well now we actually sorted the shit out so <laughs> um so i think it's got people in the door you know people have been having fun with the games and stuff and then yeah hopefully they can bust out some of the the bigger yeah. stuff like the licenses and all that jazz maybe i just i don't know i just see like i i, I feel like we could do all this stuff already on all these other systems mm-hmm. that we don't maybe. have to pay any money for and I don't know. Nintendo's gonna have to do more to convince me to, to buy this. So the online play doesn't entice you. Is that what you're saying? The not right play. now. It doesn't. I like ah. the idea behind it, but um, the 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 offerings, the software offerings, are not what it needs to be for me. Right, um, okay. I, I want to see stuff that Sega doesn't license all the time. Like why it's the same shit all the time <laughs> when Sega's licensing any of their games. It's always the same stuff. That's why I, it it did pique my interest to see. Musha and some other stuff like that, uh, which I do believe Musha has been now more recently. You start seeing it on some some different packs mm. and stuff, but they got to do more. Like, I would love to see just like some maybe some stuff that like uh, you, it's hard to, to play. Um, like maybe some of the stuff from uh, the Sega Channel days or something like that um, that are playable again because they had uh, they had a couple of exclusive games. Uh, on the Sega channel that you could play or versions of it. Like those are the type of things that I think could be interesting that they could do along with some of the bigger titles that are going to bring the more of the, the casual gaming audience. Cause I know that this is what it's kind of focused on. I get that. Yeah. But for me as like someone who I, I wouldn't lay once as a hardcore gamer or anything, but I would say like, I'm looking at something beyond just the typical offerings, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, that that does no. make sense. Yeah, um, I've just just a also th- fuck the Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> I was about I was about to say something which would not excite you at all, but I reckon it excites a lot of people. 
Imagine if like Nintendo was going to bust out bigger licensed games like GoldenEye or something. That somehow managed to get the license to get the N64 version of GoldenEye on there. I think people would really share that. If they did that, I would I would jump on board because I yes. I will say I did like GoldenEye. I did play it with my buddies. Um, it, I'll say this: at that time, GoldenEye was the best first person shooter I've ever played. Okay, at, up to that point because I wasn't I wasn't a big PC gamer. Um, and, um, and at that time, you know, like, I guess, I I mean, I played some good first person shooters on the PS one. Um, but I think that the, I think GoldenEye was as far as like a competitive shooter, that was the best. Yeah. That was the best. Well, for for me, the N64 opened up first person games through just two games, two rock dinosaur hunter and GoldenEye. Like they changed, I think they actually kind of changed console first-person shooters like totally because up until then it was basically pc all console first-person shooters were a bit crap those were the first two games actually like wow this is actually pretty cool and goldeneye changed them changed it all up with the whole campaigns and missions and stuff and the way you go around the levels and do things turok expanded it by just having really big open 3d worlds levels where you can look up and down and look around which up until then from what from memory couldn't really do that properly at least not fluidly in the console game so yeah I feel like those two those two really stepped up the the, the boat as it were. No, like, that's not that's not a fret saying. Yeah, that, that the was boat. A, I like it. They Let's stepped up it. the boat. They, yeah, they stepped up the boat on that one. I like it. I like it. So, oh man, yeah. but yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what, what's going to happen. You're right. I don't I don't necessarily think it's all down to Sega expanding like their 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 doing of uh, expanding the prices unless unless they said to Nintendo you got to give us lots and lots of money, which they might have done, but. I don't see. I don't see them doing. I've seen them asking for a bit more of the cheese, you know, a bit more cheddar. But yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, I cool. think we, we we talked about that one. Yeah, enough. that's good. Um, cool. Right. And I think that's going to yeah. wrap up the news. Basically, yeah, that wraps up the news. That's all good. All groovy. Nice one. I think it wraps up the show. <laughs> Basically, wraps up the show. I was actually yeah. also just looking for someone to raid, and I can't really find anyone to raid from any games that we've sort of spoken about, which is a bit annoying. Uh, is there anyone you want to raid, or any game you want me to see playing? Anything? Uh, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, it's because you're the going. Yeah, GTA. Yeah. Okay, right. Talk to the people. What's what's any, while you're doing that? Stuff? Yeah, I, I got plenty of stuff to say. I, yeah. I could talk all day, Graham. But anyway, what I think is the most important thing to say right now is, uh, if you just learned about Mega Visions and you want to catch up on some of the old issues, uh, go to our store at megavisions.net/store, uh, where you can buy uh, back issues of the magazine. You can buy posters. You'll soon be able to buy issue one. Uh, of of the magazine if you haven't been a patreon uh supporter of ours uh but if you if you want to get on that that's the best way to get subscribed to the magazine go to patreon.com slash megavisions and join because basically once you join uh you don't get charged until an issue uh is is ready to go and so you can just sit and wait and when issue two is ready We'll, we'll let everyone know that the charge is going to be coming. And then we'll, once we get the issues in, we get them shipped to you. Uh, and then, yeah, I think that should be it. Are you ready to go, Graham, on that? Uh, right? Yep. Yep. Let's Basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah. Don't forget to like and subscribe and all, all that jazz. It'd be great to have you. Um, but, yeah, with that, let's, let's wrap up the show and let's... Uh, Let's go raid someone who is playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City. And have a good weekend and be excellent to each other. Catch you later. Bye.
Honey, I gotta tell you about this sandwich. 